Street Champs, come get put on. Today I'm in here with Sleazy Reese and SDS. How you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Thanks for having us, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited to have you guys here tonight. You guys pulled up with all the goodies, so I can't wait to get into that earlier later in the pod. Yeah, man. We got some genetics from our lineup that we've been working on for over the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be doing a live pheno hunt and bust open these jars individually, get your reaction live, and get your honest opinion. Let me know what you think about them, and yeah. I'm an honest guy. I'm an honest guy. Oh, hold up. One second. Yeah, light wasn't on, but uh, yeah. you know what happens. Yeah, man, lack of a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, so, before we get into all of that, you know, uh, who are you guys, and like, what do you, what do you guys do? You want to go first? Yeah, honestly, we just enjoy making music, but um, you know, we probably <laughs> met what junior year. That's when we really started hanging out. Back in yeah. eighth grade, we knew each other, but we never really kicked it, and then uh, started making music and been doing it ever since yeah yeah we first met and we were um it's a funny story because when we first met like i wasn't a full established rapper i was just kind of a soundcloud rapper in a sense just making music to have fun a little blue yeti in my room 2015 lenovo oh the blue yeti yeah everyone man. had that yeah man i bought that bought that sucker off of uh, my buddy in the locker room 20 bucks started it off started off the journey from there and then me and this dude connected and we really started making some magic happen and everyone around our school was just like yo bro this shit's dope and we kept making music and then eventually kind of fast forward 2020 came around and we started taking it serious and yeah just love making music like you said really Mm -hmm. sure where you guys from we're from Canyon City. Oh, damn. Yeah. You guys, like, uh, at what age did you guys meet? What, probably Seventh like, grade year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know Middle how old school. we were. Yeah, Something shit. like that, though. Damn. It yeah. was, what, in science class? Yeah. Dude, he was such a cheese ball. <laughs> no, he was goofy as <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why? What, what, what were you doing in, in seventh grade science class? Um, mm. I would make the stupidest shit. No, I'll give you an example. This dude, he told me he was going on a Bob Marley trip one time. And he's like, yo, but, uh, when I get there, I'm going to I'm gonna sneak past the security guards when I'm at his mansion. You know, I'm going to snack some of his weed. I'm going to start growing that shit here. Oh, nah, he's shit. capping. Yeah. <laughs> he's capping at me. It's some cheesy shit. Everyone gave me shit for that forever. Forever. And Just a young kid trying to get attention. I feel like we've all done that shit, bro. This one time I was like, I was in a, I was like in a fucking car accident. And I was like, oh, I got hit with like this little, this little like glasses case just to like be a part of it. I was like, ah, but you know, like little kids always be lying about stupid ass <laughs> shit like that, you know? Yeah, shit, man. That's but, funny. Yeah, I was something else at that age. Everybody just, I was, I was, uh, what do they call? I was annoying, I guess, just to be bold. I was annoying. This was about a year before you started growing your dreads. No, I did my dreads my sophomore year of high school. Really? Okay. 2016. I thought it was freshman year. Nah, so I had my, my afro my freshman year, and then I did my dreads. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm originally from Colorado, though. Like, I mean, no, born in East St. Louis, but I was raised here in Pueblo. And then moved, long story short, went through some shit as far as family life. Was homeless for two years, and then moved down to Canyon, was back and forth. <clears throat> kind of had a crazy journey through that. And then throughout that, midway through that, me and him reconnected, and 
crazy point. Yeah, life, kind of speeding through all that. So, uh, what age did you go become homeless? What, what kind of happened in like the first place to make um, you homeless? My long story short, my step pops got laid off of work and he couldn't do what he was used to doing working. He worked a construction job and when people get laid off in those types of jobs, it, it really fucks up the household, I guess. And just things kind of went downhill. So that your family was homeless or just you? Yeah. Your family was yeah. homeless? Yeah. Oh, wow. Was, uh, yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also got a sister. Yeah, but... Okay, so yes, I have a lot of siblings in a sense. My biological dad is in St. Louis. He's currently locked up. He, um, let's just say he was a gopher. He had a lot of fun. Um, I have a lot of siblings that I don't know. But I have a sister that I know for sure is biologically mine that I plan to go pick up eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, the whole Pueblo situation, the homeless thing was really touchy for me, so it's... Yeah, long, long, long story. Really? Do you want to get into it? Do you mind if we get into it or not? Um, honestly, let's stay out of that just just because how deep that goes. Yeah, there's some things I just prefer not to talk about. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, so... wrong with the wrong crowd, long story short, <clears throat> which is what led to me leaving the canyon. Mm. So... Start doing, like, hard drugs? No, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> long story short, just wrong with some real folks you know and just certified gangsters try not to be specific you know Hmm. just yeah because yeah and long story short things started getting real fucking crazy you know just my grandma was just like yo gotta get you the fuck out of here before you end up victim to the shit damn some fresh prince of bel-air shit yeah pretty much damn yeah went on to canyon had this long journey which is why people didn't like me was because i was just different was used to Pueblo lifestyle, you know. You being from here, you know how it is. It's kind of raw. You know, like I grew up on this border of South Side, East Side. So it's just real, real crazy. Shout out to East Side. Yeah, East Side's crazy, man. They're fucking wild. You know, see, anybody from Pueblo knows East Side is fucking nuts. You know, so, uh, yeah. Just, just wild shit, man. Wild shit. It's yes. Just... What about SDS? You ever been in a gang? Nah, nah, nah. Nothing like that, man. I just uh, make music for fun, try and enjoy it. I don't really mess with gangs too much. And to clarify, never was involved with the gang. So yeah, let's no. make sure that that wasn't. It's just, the school I went to was a conjoined school at the time. So um, older cats, young, with the influence of the younger cats, you know, just shit was crazy and... Like, literally, my first day, I got jumped from my fucking shoes. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I, cause I was very, 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 I wouldn't say wealthy, just lived well before I was homeless. So the time that I went to the school, I had nice things. I just was going on the de-escalation of my life, you know. It was kind of like a bomb. And I had some nice-ass J's. Fucking took that shit from me. My mom was just like, holy fuck. Damn, you know? they punked you for your J's. Oh, I fucking jumped me for that shit, man. You know, and like, I mean, one day, I just... Man, many occasions, man, just crazy shit. I definitely, yeah, for sure. You know, I if if you grew up around like anyone, I guess like like that. If to if you just to say you haven't got tried for like your shoes or something that you had would be like 
probably like a lie or you're just trying to pretend. I don't know. Everyone's kind of been through that, I feel like. Well, so. I was just an innocent fucking dude, man, when I first got to that school. I didn't have no, no fucking gangster mentality. Mm. You know, and I realized, you know, you call somebody a bitch or say fuck you or say let's fucking go. Motherfuckers are quick to punch you in your mouth before you even say the next sentence, you know? Like, I mean, I just, I learned a different side of the world, I guess. You know, that moment when you step out into the world and you're just like, oh shit, so this is what it is. In Canyon City. No, no, this is your Pueblo. Canyon's not. Yes, like no. That. This oh. is this is before I lived in Canyon. So I lived I lived in Canyon starting my I went to Canyon for my fifth grade year and then things went crazy. I was gone for my Okay. It, it's so much that happened, so I said it's a lot to take place. So long story short, I was back and forth and throughout the time damn that fucking weed didn't caught up to me now. I should be smoking for this, I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> Speaking of weed. Could we roll one up? Can I roll one up? Or do you yeah, want to no. do the Fino thing? Or do you want to um, like... So I have a specific way of rolling these. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But, um... Damn. We done threw me off. What the fuck was I just saying a second ago? You're talking about how, uh... You got, how Canyon City... You grew up in Canyon City oh, in the no, fifth no. grade. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I lived in Pueblo all my life. Yeah. I went to Canyon starting my middle school back and forth. Officially, permanently, my eighth grade year. Eighth grade. My eighth grade year hit. I came back from Pueblo from the last time. My eighth grade year hit, I was there permanently. But I couldn't go back to the school that I was going to at the time, which is where me and him met, was because I had fucking racial problems, long story short. Canyon City's the KKK capital. So... Um, yeah, some fucked up shit. Yes. Yeah. Like, I had some fucking serious problems. The ACP had to get called. They had to have this fucking meeting. Um, it, Why'd they get called? My teacher didn't like me, which, long story short, to be blunt, he was fucking racist, you know? Um, ended up having to... Do you know what the NAACP is? The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People? Pretty much, yes. So... It's exactly... Isn't that exactly what it is? Yes. It's right. an Af- African <laughs> association. It's, it's people that represent the African-American... Oh, yeah. and, you know, and that's mistreated. Um, grandma called them, was like, "Yeah, so if you're, he's not going to be accepted, we're going to make him accept him." And long story short, they're like, "Yeah, look, instead of going through all this bullshit, we'll just sign your paperwork for transfer." Because I didn't live in the CCMS district, I moved to CCMS, which was the school I went to my eighth grade year. When I came back from Pueblo, my last time, I tried to go there, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not going through all this racist bullshit again." I went to CCMS, and. That was my eighth grade year. Me and him reconnected in high school, and yeah, we had yeah. a couple classes throughout the years. Yeah. Um. Uh, one summer, he he pressed me about boxing each other all year long. I told him, you know, when the summer hits, I'll box you. And then the day he presses me right in front of my girl at the oh. time, damn, that's fucked. So I couldn't say no. I'm not gonna get punk like that. No way. I just was in a mindset, man. Who like, won? I mean, uh, honestly, he won, you know. It's it kind of bigger than you. A little bit back and forth, but he got he me got one time right in the nose, and I was like, yo. I'm nah, he, he got me with a good one, man. I was like, fuck, my jaw hurt for a couple of days. We were cool after that, though, because I respected him for it. Like, I mean, we had been talking shit back and forth in class. And yeah. He was just fine, and that's why I called him out, because he was like, you said he boxed me. Summertime comes. Well, today's the day. Let's do it. You get it? And yeah. Yeah. That kind of kicked off our friendship, in a sense, really. We started being cool after that. We hung out that night with Taylor. It's like some real middle school boy shit right there. It, it like, was. You well, gotta I, wrestle each other to be friends. Well, I used to keep my um, my boxing gloves with me all the time. Really? It's like, I mean, in my mind, I was like, fuck it. If y'all want to box, let's do it. You know, we get to high school, everyone's all big talk. So I'm like, yeah, look, here, Pueblo motherfuckers aren't playing about that shit. They don't put gloves on. They're just like, let's go. You know, they like 
fun to them, I guess. You know, they, just, they enjoy that shit. I, on the other hand, was just like, yeah, I really want to be like that. Let's go. So I kept the gloves with me at all times. And it was, it was fun for me. And just like I said, middle school bullshit. Who's stronger? Who mm-hmm. has the best hands? You know, I'll fuck you up. Who's the toughest in the squad, I guess? It's like, I mean, I was hanging with this this group, and it's kind of the, the persona that they're carrying, which I ended up why I left. So I was like, I, that's not who I am, you know? That's, yeah. Man, I'm a peaceful dude. For sure. Yeah, I get that vibe. I get that peaceful vibes. You know, yeah. stoners are usually pretty peaceful. Yeah, I don't like to talk about the dark stuff, man. I try to stay on the up and up. Don't acknowledge the negative energy. It's the positive energy. Acknowledge and put in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know? All right. So, um, you know, speaking of the phenotype, I brought it up already. I, I want to I get back onto this now. So, um explain explain to the people what exactly you brought because i'm i'm kind of a dumbass you explained it to me like three times already i get it now so, but i bet uh, there's a lot of people that are like me and they're like what is a pheno hunt so so don't turn to an hour-long discussion because there's so much to go into it long story short it's a pheno hunt so i have a bunch of genetics that i've cultivated over the years so throughout high school i just very passionate about passionate about weed watching burner you know watching just watching that whole influence it something that I've always wanted to be part of. I love the essence of just good weed, just boutique weed, and I love how it brings people together. You know, like, I mean, it's just something that unites people. Music and weed also go perfect together, which makes it magic. So, throughout the years, um, I collected a bunch of genetics that I knew would be valuable throughout the years, like Gorilla Glue Number 4, the original Gorilla Glue Number 4 I have in my genetic stash that I... Um, I feel like it's gonna in the modern market right now strains are so diluted because they're crossed with everything and there's a point in time where i feel like people are going to want to remember that og shit so i bring back the og shit but i bring a twist with it i cross og shit with new shit which kind of brings an originality to it but i back cross it with original shit that makes sense which that long story short i cross it with new shit to give it that new pizzazz and then i back cross it with the old school shit and Hold on, I think you're losing them a little. That's the science so. experiment shit, bro. It is, it is, okay. And now I'm gonna go back to the simple talk. That's uh, that way it's not less confusing. I have some Gorilla Number Four in my genetic lineup. I have some Afghanistan um, genetics from a genetic lineup. In my genetic lineup, I have a strain that I created, um, Pineapple Chunk times uh, Buddha's Fruit, and that is my um, original strain, Fruit Punch, and that's my pride and joy. I do believe that's the number one in our stash today. These right here are the only the ones that made it out of our selection that I felt like were worthy enough to go through with with a fellow member or a fellow connoisseur. So to wrap it up, these are all just different types of strains, fairly in the same family of genetics, and we're going through to see which ones are the best, which ones you like the most. So when we come to shelves, the people that are watching this that are going to be able to enjoy this and get the experience, they get the best experience possible. It also helps you so you can find out which strain you want to grow the most mm-hmm. and perfect. For the cultivators, because as breeders, what we do, we're not just making the strain for it to be dank for us to sell in the market. It's also made so when the time does come and we let it go into the market, because that's usually what happens, you flood the market with the genetics, it becomes popular. What we're doing is just focus on creating good genetics or good seeds for other growers to have strong plants, plants that can handle strong, just rough environments. Um, 
Overall, just good genetics. Easy to grow, efficient, good yield, high potency, good taste. Whether you're washing your hash and making rosin, whether you're blowing it, whether you're smoking it and you're doing it proper. Overall, we want to help the cannabis community as a medicinal, but also on the recreational side, maintain a really, really good boutique, unique line of cannabis, almost like cookies. Shout out to Burner for the inspiration because he's the reason why we, we do this. So, yeah, this is our genetic lineup, things that have floated through my family, and yeah. Wow, you know, it sounds like, uh, like uh, Zach over here was saying, you know, to see your face, you're so enthused about it, you're so enthused about it, bro. Like, uh, I truly love I'm it. excited to see what you got because I haven't, I personally haven't even smelled or seen anything that you brought. So, yeah, so um, you said it's a particular way you have to smoke it. Yes. So I grind it to a particular fluff and I roll them into cones because I'm not sure if you're familiar with the science behind cones, but um, when you roll weed into a certain diameter of cones, like when you buy um, stuffable cones, they're raw specifically. This is by Raw Law, you know, shout out to Josh. Um, the cone is sized perfectly for it to burn at a specific temperature, and when it gets halfway through, there's a doubling point. It allows you to properly taste your herb instead of getting those super airy hot hits. Um, it's just a certain way you do it. So you roll your joints tight from the tip and loose as you go out. So it gives you this experience of the full experience of the flower itself. And yeah, that, that doubling point, it'll increase your flavor and the gas, the way it hits. Hmm. So wow. Yeah. Um, That's news to me. Now, the reason why the texture... Go ahead, sorry, man. Oh. Uh, no, you good? You're good. Um, the reason why it has to be specific texture is because of that that ratio of how it's rolled. Um, just like a wine tester, you don't want to get a mouthful. You want little sips. You want to smell it before you hit, um, drink it. Um, cigar people, they like to hit hit the cigar, let it roll off the tongue. Um, let it sit for a while. Let the resins from the cigar build up. Let it go out. Relight it. You want to get the full experience of it. And that's the true definition of a pheno hunt because when somebody goes to buy an ounce of weed you know, for their weekly smoke, you don't want them getting a bad experience. You want it to be a through and through good experience. So not only just so they come back, so they let's say someone comes from out of state and we get the honor that they pick our weed for the first time that they ever smoke some real good grown weed i want them to get a good experience so when they know what to look for because you can drink beers you know you can take straight shots or you can be that boutique person that's like this shit comes from rome done aged for 20 years smell the difference in the you know like it's true Mm -hmm. inspiration not inspiration true passion for for the plant Mm -hmm. ultimately and like that's what the industry is going to need as it becomes federally legal because it's going to be watered down it's kind of what burner works on right now thank god we have someone leading the, the four-way with it because once the weed goes legal across all 50 states things are just going to be so diluted and watered down it's just like mm-hmm. they're going to need that that gucci that louis vuitton weed that's going to stand out you know like i mean it's not even about being the top brand it's just about being a standout brand for sure you know i think uh what do they say? The best brand doesn't win. The best marketing wins. Yep. So, you know, it's just all about your packaging and, you know, the people you have talking about your brand. So, yeah, I could, I could see it. But, um, you know, so uh, um, speaking about cookies and, oh, and whatnot, you know, what 
what do you think sets you apart from like Veritas or Cookies or or Bloom? Okay, so we're called the Ash Boys for a reason. Ash Boys. <clears throat> Ash Boys. Ash Boys. The Ash Boys. So reason why we call ourselves the Ash Boys is because of a specific way that we grow. We grow in a unique way. We use different types of stressing techniques. We um we grow different than most growers. You know, and it's a law amongst all growers. You can't go on another grower setup and tell them what to do because if you go on any grower setup, they're going to look at you like everybody has their own way of growing. Yes. Hmm. The way that for the most part. Yes. The way that I started off with this was I looked at this way. Pete, there's a controversy between indoor, outdoor. What's better? What's more potent? You know, hydroponics, um, aeroponics. all of those things so I throughout the years just like going through um, high school which is funny because you can even ask him I did presentations in high school about this shit I studied all of the aspects pros and cons what's good what's bad how everything works amongst the industry and how how weed is grown and what's the best and what's bad mm-hmm. ultimately just what's the best for the um, environment as far as the <laughs> weed community and I grow as a hybrid of like I like indoor. Long story short, I I understand the differences between the different ways to grow. And what separates us is the way we grow. And I can't really say the way we grow because that gives away. It formulates with ash. We'll just say that. So we're called Ash Boys because if, when there's fire, there brings life. You know? So you're using ash in your dirt. It's, it's 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 one of them, yes. But it's a certain way you have to do it, though. And you know, like I mean, it. I mean, that's like what a wildfire does. Like when there's a wildfire, like yeah, all the carbon in the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like what nature does. Yes, but there's a certain way to do it that we're still working on, which is why we have we're no, testing around details. a little bit. Yes, we're still in development for that. Something that's in a long term process. We're experimenting before we can present it to anybody. Yeah. But now, outside of the growing part, because everyone grows different. What really holds us aside is our genetic lineup. Our genetic lineups is what's going to hold us aside. We want, I was just talking to him today earlier, we want when you smoke our weed to get that different type of high. You know, like when you be like, damn, I'm fucked up. You know, like a lot of a lot of big stoners that smoke an ounce a week, you know, trying to budget, they don't want that shit where you got to keep smoking weed to get high. They want that shit where you smoke and it's like, yes, there's that. There's that high that I've been waiting for, you know? Like, I mean, that boutique high that a real stone, an OG smoker. They want that, uh, you know, that shit that's going to give them that high. We want to offer that, but we want to offer it in the most high-value way, in the most natural way possible. Because mm-hmm. the way a lot of some people grow, you know, isn't necessarily the best for the body. It's not bad. You know, everything comes with a price, but just we're trying to find out a way to deliver it to the weed community in a natural way, but the best way possible Kind of like how you have organics and like the top of the line organics. We want to have like the um, high quality, low batch stuff. We don't plan to ever be um, mass produced. We'll be a small batch brand. And our genetics, like I said, is what really distinguishes us, which we'll get into here in a minute. Because the Afghanistan genetics come, that's like shit that people go on land races for. Like the strain hunters, they travel the world for shit like that. Um, I can't really say how I got those seeds, but um, I was blessed with them, thankfully, down the line of generations. And it's beautiful because, you know, like, I have some real tie stick. I have some, um, it's it's just OG. Let's bust the one out. I want to smell one. Bet. So, 
Let me pull up my thing real quick so I can read to you what we have as you're smelling them. Like, got like experiment 626 or some shit. I'm just, that's what it was like. Experiment 1, 2. So, no, not my reminders. My notes. So, we're going to start off with one of the OG ones, okay? This is, my bad. Um, this is the original Gorilla Glue number 4. This strain, has, the real Gorilla Glue number 4 has died out throughout the generations. It's just been crossed and it's just been diluted. Every time you take a clone of something, it cuts the genetic because it's not a true seed. A true seed has full potential genetics. Every time you take a, a cut, if it comes from the mother plant, it's good. But anything past that is a second generation, third generation. You know, you don't want that. It loses its genetics, the real genetics of it. <clears throat> This is the original Gorilla Glue number four. No dilution, no nothing. It's the OG Gorilla Glue number four that people used to be like, that glue, yeah. So, the oh. bag appeal on this isn't the nicest because it's two years old. Two years old. Yes. But feel the stickiness, smell it, it's beautiful. Feel free to bust these nuts open because that is... When you get the best smell. Go ahead and squeeze it. Oh, it's on. when you... Let's see... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty sticky it smells pretty like um it's like citrusy the citrus comes in for sure but that pungent citrus is really what's going to stand down in the smoke nice i like that one it's... and it's it's flaky because like i said it's two years old mm. it's something that i just can't let go i literally have one more stash of that and it's like it's sad because i love it so much so, that is the GG number four Fino. I kept that one because it was a prize. Um, when you smoke that one, you're going to really like the taste because it comes through 100%. I'm down. Number five. This one is Skunky Diesel Gelato. It has a gelato and wedding cake undertone. So, it's a very skunky smell. I'm going to let you buzz actually right here. Let me see. Let you pop that. Oh, damn. I'm popping the, I'm popping the cherry here, folks. <laughs> Kind of smells like still citrusy, but kind of peppery. The peppery for sure. Mm-hmm, the crunch test. Nice. It feels feels like kind like kind of. How old is this one? Um, it was harvested and it was packaged in the jar that it's stored in now in November. <laughs> nice. So that's like it's been curing this whole time. So that's nice. not green. That's just a proper cure. Nice. That's fire. That's like six months. Is my math wrong? Yeah. Damn near. We do proper care, slow caring. Nice. And it's outdoors, so the bag appeal isn't there. The main thing we focus on is the effect and what you're tasting and what you're smelling. I think that looks pretty, bro. And I want it to stand out outside of what you see in the dispensaries. You know, when you go to a dispensary, you know, I don't expect to be the best weed on the shelves. What I do expect is, you know, like, when you come across our jars, we want you to be like, that's interesting, I kind of want to try it, you know, so, number five, number three, he likes this one a lot, smell is a papaya smell with a strawberry papaya. It's very sweet. I'll let you bust that. Oh, shit. This one has, this is like what we're smoking today, very happy high. Kind of a similar smell to the last one. Yeah, and remember, they're all down the same genetic lineup, so they're going to have some sort of a similar smell. Mm. The whole point of going through all these is to find out which one has the best smell. 
I'm at the best smell, the best overall smoke. Yeah, this one's really moist. I like it. Mm-hmm. And remember, the moist isn't it being green. It's just proper cure. Mm-hmm. It's kept at 58 to 62% humidity at all times. It's not allowed to go any low below that. So, How much Fahrenheit is that? So it's not temperature. It's just the humidity that's oh. stored. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea. So <laughs> temperature, I'll be honest. I mean, we ain't big enough like that to have a specific room to store it in, like at that temperature and stuff. But we have Bovita packs. We keep Bovita packs inside of all of our big jars that we keep these in. Um, number eight. This one smells like some great cough syrup. This shit is like candy. It's beautiful. This is the keeper for sure. I honestly got like strawberry vibes. From this one? Yeah. All right. Cough syrup. For all you lean heads out there. Yes. Put it in a blunt. <clears throat> you know how like Veritas will have like pairs well with like a glass of milk. It's going to be like pairs well with a double cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about that? I like it. It's very purple. It's like nice, nice consistency. It smells really nice. So how would you describe the smell? I would describe the smell like like the top of strawberries, not the strawberry itself, but like the the green part of a strawberry, <laughs> like the, oh, yeah. the leaf part. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Michelle. Like you had a bunch of leaves just in a bowl. We'll get the strawberries. All right. So, number one, this is the fruit punch right now. Number one, this is the beach vibes. This is for all you non-heavy smokers out there. Yes. So this Very is mellow. For the person that's like, I don't need that fucking panic attack. I want that enjoyable smoke. Weed light. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hope I broke it. It's good. It's That's good. Fine. That's the whole point. We want you to break it to get the essence of the smell. So describe this it. This one's really purple. Oh, not really purple. Really orange. Um, sorry, I'm colorblind. You're good. I'm just kidding. So those <laughs> are the Afghanistan traits coming out because a lot of the Afghanistan strains have the <clears throat> Afghanistan strains have that uh, that orange hairs, those OG orange hairs that people like. I'm curious how this is gonna run inside when we run it inside. Yeah, like wow, like is it, like this part I'm looking at is like. 80% orange hairs. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, when you bust the inside open, so go ahead and grab that nug and split it down yeah. the middle. Break it open. Rip it, crush it up a little bit. Damn, it's all green. Now, take a whiff of it. Well, that's broke. Damn, it smells fire. I just want to do a line of it. This one's nice. This one's a good everyday smoke. Really good everyday smoke. People that aren't stoners are like, oh my gosh, what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's oh. true love for it. Yeah, it's totally. True love for it. So that's the number one. In some, you know, in some states, like it's like a Schedule One narcotics tool. So it's like heroin, bro. So they're like, look at these fucking addicts, mm-hmm. just like talking about like their crystal meth, like it's like, <laughs> like it's like paintings or some shit, you know? Like how people look at you when you're doing dabs. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That's our whole purpose too, man, is to ease them into it. We want to be able to be that friendly person that's like, yo, if you don't want that gas attack shit, we got you. If you want that heavy stoner, we got you. We want to be there for the whole community, you know, whenever they're ready. What about CBD? So, I haven't fucked with CBD areas, but I've studied CBD heavy. And the reason why I don't fuck with CBD is I feel like it. people get into CBDs for medicinal reasons. And I feel like 
when it comes to the overall smoke of the week, you can't really... I don't focus on one specific aspect. I feel like it's called the entourage effect. The whole plant together is the real miracle. You know, you have to have all of it together. You know, the terpenes, yeah. that enhances the high. The CBD gives you the medicinal value. The THC is the high, you know. The backwood. I'm just kidding. The backwood, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know. The shit that gives you the lift to the moon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I 100% want to get into the CBD industry, but I feel like that's something that you truly have to be 100% passionate about, and I would rather work with someone that's just as passionate as I am about my genetic lineup than to get into something that I'm, you know, like, I just, I don't want to get into someone else's field. I feel like that's just a whole yeah. other category of weed. Totally. Yeah, but number seven, <clears throat> gas, skunk, has Gary Payton vibes, and it's very pungent and spicy. Mm. Gary all the Payton. allergy folks out there, guys, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Shit's fucking me up around this time of year. Man, that's a nice nug right there. Oh, both of them. I think this one's nicer. Yeah. Like as big as my eye. <laughs> and then bust one of those open, like get a whiff of the top smell. Yeah. I think it kind of smells like damn I don't even I guess yeah I don't you said number seven mm-hmm. let me see real quick you kind of said peppery I'm kind that's kind of fucked up in my mind now it has a peppery smell it's kind of gassy too <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really describe it to any. They can't liken it to anything and, like that I've okay. smelled before. So, boom. That right there is what I aim for. Is that even if it's like, it doesn't need to be that wow, but it needs to be the, I want people to be like, I've never smelled that before. You know, and as a we're real weed head, that smell, you know, the nose is the first thing that catches someone's eye. You smell it. And, you know, someone lights up some good weed in the room, you smell it, and you're like, mm, I want to hit that shit. Go in the dispensary, they bust that jar open, and you're like, oh, give me that shit. I want that, when they're going down the jars, you have all of those jars that aren't, you know, they're good, but I want that one that's like, that stands out out of all of them. That's what I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. So, number seven. Yeah, that would, that would definitely attribute that, like, characteristic to that, because I, I can't liken that smell to literally any weed I've ever smelled. Let me see the number seven. So that has, it's a Gary, okay, anything that has the Gary Payton vibes or, like, the gelato undertones has a Gorilla Glue cross with it. So since I grow outside, you can't really control sometimes how things get crossed, but I know what I grow. I usually only grow two strains, so whatever I grow... If it gets crossed, I know what each cross is. Doesn't matter which way it gets crossed, it gets I just I'll know. This one has it's been crossed with the OG cheese from last year. Cause last year we had an incident with the male plant. We weren't trying to pollinate. Motherfucker caught up to us, you know, and it fucked us really. That's why bad. you gotta check every day. When you're a phenol wow. person. When you when you really work with true pheno, like you're you gotta know your shit with the plant. Because all it takes is to have a bunch of fucking females and one male to be hiding in that motherfucker. And it fuck everything else up. Seed up the whole harvest. Yep. But it's a beautiful thing, though, for someone like a breeder like us. Because those are the new genetics. What do they call that? Hermaphrodite? Hermaphrodite. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Pride Month. Yeah. So, 
with this. This right here is the number two original fruit punch. This is my original strain. This has a pineapple. This is the pineapple chunk, Buddha's fruit. But this is a, not the, okay, it's the original one, but it's a pheno of the original one. So it's a different seed than the original one. I'm going through just to find different ones. I'm going to let you bust that. So this one has a runt smell to it. All right, it's all right, let's see. Fruit oh. roll-ups, gas, runts, original fruit punch. I get like a, you get like a fruity. Okay. Oh, it's really sticky. Yes. I love that sudden surprise. Oh, it's really sticky. And that crunch, if you can crush it and that shit don't disintegrate, that's the whole thing. It's, it's nice. Now, any weed's going to break eventually, but still, you know, the whole point is to have it stay intact, sticky. You know, you want it to be that, that good weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, that one intrigues me. I like the smell of that one. So that's my original strain. That's what started it all. He helped me finish it. He helped me perfect it. Wow. And he's been with me from this on. This is like the OG. He's been with me since the Gorilla Blue came into the picture. And then we started going from there. And we've been learning together ever since. So now at this point, it's just we learn, we learn as a unit. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep making fire genetics for everyone to try. And now we have a guinea pig to give us our true true response to. Definitely. Um, I, I'm interested in the way that you roll it. You said that you had to roll it a specific way. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see so, that how that goes down. Cone tips. The cone tips. This is going to give the joint the perfect, perfect size when you roll it. It's, it, it allows the joint to be the... Um, Looser at the top, tighter at the bottom, cone configuration. I also think they're easier to roll with. Mm. Definitely, for sure. But um, this allows you to get the cone experience. And the papers is the reason why I also have to roll it a specific way, because I was kind of explaining it earlier. You have raw papers, <laughs> the regular raw papers, which is just for everyday weed. Then you have your raw blacks that are good for, um, the raw blacks are good for boutique weed. When you get top shelf weed, bomb ass weed. Then you have the raw organic hemp's, the raw black organic hemp's that is so thin, it's pretty much like plant fiber. You lick it and you can tear it. You gotta be super careful. It's to taste the full potential of the herb. All the terpenes, nothing but the terpenes. These things are so thin, you burn one right now, nothing's gonna be left of it. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like it's, it's really cool. Can I see one? Yeah. Can I see one compared to the other one, the black one? Yes. So they say black's always bigger, but I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> no, no, not fuck. It's just, oh, she's sorry. It's in my head. I'm... Yeah, I guess you could definitely see like the light difference in in them. See like thickness. Yeah, this one looks more yellow. This one looks more white. <laughs> so those ones. On the left, those ones aren't super thin because they're not designed to get the full experience of the weed. Because if you don't have like boutique weed, because you have top shelf weed and boutique weed, top shelf everyday connoisseur like yourself that you know smokes some good shit, you want to smoke the blacks. So you taste your shout out to Rocky Mountain Blaze, you know, you know it keeps keeps your weed in a consistent smoke with the paper. Mm -hmm. This one, on the other hand, is going to burn at a 
different frequencies how Josh explained to shout out to Josh from Raw Papers. This one's going to give you the more experience of like just the weed. It's mm-hmm. as if you were just smoking just the weed. It's as close as you can get to not smoking anything but weed pretty much. Wow. So when you really wanna, get that potential flavor. Yes. You want to get all of the flavor. Have you seen people do that? Where they like spark the, it up in their hand? Mm-hmm. Just yeah, weed. The, the, um, yeah, yeah. It's like some prison shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it up their nostril. But, um, yeah, exactly. That's, crazy that's, shit. Yeah. that's as close to that as you get. That's what it feels to chew five gum or whatever they say. <laughs> all right. So, now, I'm going to choose different papers to roll on each individual one because some of these are better than the others. Okay. Like, um, so, you're going to roll, was that two, four, six? Are you going to roll eight joints? I'm going to let you, yes. Jesus. Yes. So, while we're smoking, you guys, you're going to be getting fucked up enjoying the weed while I roll, you know, and I'm going to keep you occupied with just trying them. You're going to describe how you feel. It's going to be kind of tough because you're going to be trying just a bunch of different genetics, but... While you're smoking, enjoying it, I'm going to be rolling the next one. You smelt them all. You got the idea of what they'll smell like. Now we can go off of the notes as you smoke them and compare them and tell me which one you think is gas. Like, this is a keeper. I'm going back to the dispensary to buy this next time. Yeah. I hope to have it. You know, or is it like, nah, I ain't fucking with this, you know? And why you ain't fucking with it? So. Totally. I'm down with it. You know, I'm a, I'm a team player. All right. So. But, um, all right. So, you know what? While we're, while we're doing that. Um. All right, so uh, let's get back into the whole scheme of things while he's rolling up all these joints. So, right. so um, when did you start getting into music? Uh, I started making music probably the, I want to say maybe a few months after junior year started. What was that, 2017? Yeah. 2017. 2017. Honestly, it was, uh, to keep it real, kind of cheesy, the first few tracks I made. You know, I was just doing it for fun, you know, making people laugh. And then um, got to a point where I started taking it a little bit more seriously. Uh, you know, I got a five-song EP out, Lost Files, on all streaming platforms. But uh, personally, I'm, um, you know, transitioning and changing as an artist. You know, from some of the things that I'm rapping and talking about, I really want to be on something more real and serious rather than just appealing to a specific genre or crowd. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, uh, how would you like classify your music that you're making right now? Right now, I just try and make music that I think would, you know, for instances when you know when we do shows, mm-hmm. for instances, you know, trying to get something that's going to interact with the crowd, get them hyped up. But a lot of it doesn't really pertain to the life that I live. It's more something that you know, it's a situation I try and put my mindset into and try and you know, what would I do if I was in these situations? How would I react? How would I feel if I had this kind of a lifestyle? Um, but you know. I don't really want to be doing something like that anymore. I really want to talk about something that's more pertained to the life that I've lived, mm-hmm. uh, just to keep it real. Because, you know, some of the music that I make, to be honest with you, you know, it's kind of fake. You know, some of it doesn't really apply to me as a person, you know, just trying to be something maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I kind of want to change that. I want to be on something more organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that, that's, I wouldn't even say that's a, uh, unique thing i think that's a thing with a lot of new artists you know they're just uh people are influenced by so many things nowadays we're bombarded by like thousands of songs every day we can listen to whatever we want so it's like it's easy to emulate a style exactly. that that you're like uh um uh, imprinted by like whatever like i i would relate it to podcasts like the podcast i enjoy or like no jumper or whatever and yeah. i'd be completely lying if i didn't say like i'm emulating you know what they're doing because I, I enjoy their content so much like if you enjoy an artist you're obviously going to try to do what they're doing 
and you know but um like kind of coming into his thing like with the Wiz Khalifa thing I don't know how comfortable you are talking about that or whatever but um, um we'll get into that we can talk about it to an extent it's just I mean um <clears throat> we haven't talked in a while you know like I mean just me and Deji and all that so I yeah it on a good note you know it's like I mean that's that's really all that matters. It was a lesson, you know. It was an experience yes. to go out there, and we learned a lot of things as as an artist and what to do as far as business and the ways to protect ourselves. Totally. Um, as well as you know, not disrespect others. Mm-hmm. I used to really want to. I was influenced by Taylor Gang so much as I grew up, and going to LA working with Deji taught me. You know, I got to branch off and make my own story. You know, and shout out to Taylor Gang, shout out to Wiz and Will, shout out to Deji, but um, it it made me realize why I'm really doing this music. So I'm not going to lie, we got back from L.A., and me personally, I was depressed for a long-ass time. I got back, Grandpa had cancer, just I lost interest despite everything, you know. I had kind of completed my dream in a sense. My dream all my life was to work with Taylor Gang, you know, and just have my encounter with them, show them that who I am, you know. And I you had, get close a little bit to the mic. Um... I had my chance finally to show them who I am and the fact that they acknowledged it, you know, and I mean, the amount of acknowledgement that we got was amazing and the fact that they still allow us to put our music out with them is amazing. It's just, like you said, a learning experience and it ultimately, I feel like, made us both mature as artists because it reminded us why we're really doing this because we love it. It ain't about nothing else. It doesn't matter about the look doesn't matter about anything. Like you said, we love it. Back to the day when we had the Blue Yeti and the Lenovo in the room. It's just now when we go to the studio, it's not about making a point, trying to catch someone's attention. It's not about. It's not about trying to. It's not trying to live a lifestyle that it's not about. It's about just having fun, just like it started. You know, like I mean, it's entertainment. You know, some people and a release form of expression. Yes, and give people an experience not only just like we want to do with the weed but experience of good music when you put music on and it makes you happy first thing when you wake up and you play a song and it's like this shit that just made my fucking day that's the type of music we want to make you know um, like I said earlier I wasn't trying to dive into the whole crazy past and just like throughout those two years of us like going on our lows but like we want to show that like we want to be the best that we can be to set examples for the next you know don't fall victim to the things that are around you. You know, you can set example. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter how broke you are. It doesn't matter the differences. If you would have met us back when we first met, you wouldn't believe that, you know, that we're friends like we are today. The person that I was talking about, we had to have the NAACP meeting. We literally one of best of friends these days. You know, like, I mean, it, it's one of our brothers. It's like life works in mysterious ways, and we want to show people that God has a plan for everybody, ultimately, and doesn't matter where you're from, you can be something, you know, doesn't matter if it goes, doesn't matter how far it goes, don't pay attention to that. Enjoy the ride, ride while you're there and do what you love. And come back from L.A., that's what we learned was... Do it for the love. Yes. Do it for the love. Do it for the love. This isn't about views, doesn't matter how many people look at it, as long as you guys have a good experience, that's all that matters. Yeah, I think I think that's the best mindset to take, you know, when... uh when you're happy doing it for no views, then it's it's more of a it's more of a of a of a love thing, you know. If you're willing to do it when no one's watching, then when everyone's watching, it's it's just way easier because it's 
it's just kind of like natural. Yeah, it's natural. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. We've done nonprofit music all the way up till 2020. <clears throat> like, I mean, it was all nonprofit. I have over 10 projects out on YouTube that are all nonprofit, like all nonprofit. And it's wow. yeah, it's all about the love. Oh, shit. Sorry, brother. It's all about the love for the music, man. It really is. I mean, YouTube is, is profit once you get up to a point, though. That's why I'm doing it. It's a long run game. I'm not looking at it as like a. Um, what, what's your sub count? Four hundred. Four hundred. I think four hundred even. What's your What's your YouTube? Uh, Sleazy Reese. Go Sleazy fucking Reese. sub to Sleazy Reese right now. What's your YouTube, yeah. bro? Uh, I go by SDS, but I haven't claimed my channel. I'm better on Spotify or Apple Music. Damn. SDS on Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah, but um, to kind of cap on it though, man, we're just trying to be the next generation. For like this world is full of negativity. We need some positive people in the world. We need some people to set examples, not to judge people, not to be the person to flex on people with achievements. The achievements are to show people that we can do this together. Dream work makes the, the teamwork makes the dream work. You know, shout out to our fans because you know honestly, yes. we wouldn't be shit without them. You know, yes. they support us and they really have love for us. And you know, that's something that I've always respected. And you know, I appreciate that. Yes. Not having any friends growing up, you know, it was like, it was crazy. Because now we have fans that support us. Me and him both were oddballs, you know, just real oddballs. Yeah, no, I was an annoying kid growing up, you know. <laughs> I could see you guys as oddballs. I'm yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, we're oddballs. Didn't hit puberty till eighth grade, so everybody was kind of hitting that phase, and I was over here still acting like a, a little kid, you know. Oh, bro, I feel like I didn't hit puberty till like, freshman year of high school. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I hit puberty yet either, actually. Still to this day. Hmm, haven't smoked this shit in a while. So, this is the original Gorilla Glue. It's two years old, so it's definitely going to have a little bit of effect on the taste just because how old it is, but... Two years old, man. It's starting to talk. If it was, a, if it was an adult, if it was a baby. Yeah, I said. Am I doing it right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you take a deep breath in. <laughs> Out the nose and mouth. So that citrus is going to come in with the smoke. It's going to be a super pungent. What is this? The 2020 uh, Gorilla Glue Gasolina. I get that. I get that, um, like, gassy, kind of, kind of fruity, like, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the two-year-old thing kind of fucks it up. But I know the I know the ones I saw later were way better. Yes. But yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I can't hate that. Right. And like I said, be bold because you know what the whole point of this is to be bold. And I'll be honest, there's only two or three in here that's supposed to impress you. Yeah, you're the uh, that's the how third person to actually be doing this pheno hunt with these strains in order like this. Oh, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll hurt some feelings if I do. I'm sorry. Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we appreciate honesty reviews so we know. Yes. How to react to next time we start growing and mess around with perfecting the strain. Yeah. Things to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna let you smoke on that, get the full experience. Jeez, okay. You can put it down whenever you want, because usually when we do these pheno hunts, we ain't smoking all twelve of these joints with the It's a lot to smoke. Yeah, oh no, so. we're smoking all of them, baby. Alright. Okay. Alright, so let's get back into the the real grind of things. <coughs> so um redrug my memory. At what age did you guys meet? 
Okay, I'm usually wrong on this part because I forget that he didn't move to the school I was going to until my middle school year. So I'm gonna let him answer that because so I don't want to be wrong and ruin our friendship. Oh no, I'm give a shit about that. It was sometime kidding. in seventh or eighth grade that we met because I moved to Canyon around seventh grade. I always moved around a lot as a kid, just you know my family doing what they do as far as work. But, uh, you know, I can't remember if it was 7th uh, grade or 8th grade, but he was only there for about half a semester. And, then and that's because I went back to Pueblo, and that's when shit got fucking crazy. Really? I don't know what age we were at that time, you know. I'm not really sure. But we didn't really kick it until junior year, so that would have been about 2017. You know, we would have been 17 years old. Yeah, 17, roughly. and then, you know, because senior year we turned 18. Yeah, so 16 turning 17 that year, that's kind of when you we just put really all that started. weed in my ashtray? Yeah. Bro, what a savage, bro. There's kids in Africa that got no weed. Do you know how many times he has jumped oh, on my ass? He's like, Did when you I first started, he had a whole jar of just like leftover shit that he wouldn't put in the joint. Bro. And like he almost threw it away in front of me, and I was like, bro. Don't you ever do No, we need to do the real do we need to do yeah. the real test and put it in a honey bourbon backwood, brand new, unopened. This is from this year, so it's not aged. Very fresh. That's the real taste test. So we'll do we'll, we'll do the leftovers in that if you're down. Bet. I like this one. This one's this one is um. First off, your joint rolling is really good. This is a good like sitter joint where it's not like burning too fast or burning like it's not hitting at all. That's why I said I prefer to roll them because it guarantees me that you're getting experience that I'm looking for. You're gonna get the smoke experience. Yeah, like I'm all. I I was. I'm. I'm. I, I smoke a lot, but um. This one has definitely reignited my high. I'm high again. Okay, now that different high, like I want people to notice that high. You know, it should be a noticeable high. It's not like you're going to get this completely different high from weed. It's just I want that high to be different than what most high weed highs give you. I want you to have that. I feel this. This is nice. Because as a weed smoker, a real weed smoker is going to know this. You know, you smoke so much weed, you just kind of lose that. Every now and then you get that one strain that you're like, yeah. This is that shit. Like, that's me for the ice cream cake. Shout out to Cannabis Depot. You know, they got some fucking fire ice cream cake. It's wild because, like, I really... I started off as a consumer. You know, I started off as just someone that liked to buy good weed. And that's what I aim for is that good experience every time. That, I like this. Mm-hmm. As long as you get that, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely get that. Um all right, so you said seventh grade. You guys met. Yeah, seventh roughly, grade. Roughly. Um, so it's, you said you were moving around a lot. I, yeah, it was uh, you know, wasn't like anything like with the military. That's typically what people think. But uh, you know, my father was a, a pastor, believe it or not, and uh, my mom was going to college to try and be a vet. So uh, you know, we I was born in Texas, moved to Alaska, then Oklahoma, and then here into Colorado, but. Are your parents together? Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're still together. Um, what about you, Reese? Are your parents together? So, sadly, not no more. I mean, I don't even know really where to stand with that, honestly. Um, I still have them in my life, but they're not marriage-wise together, sadly, now. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that. You know, um, I think everyone's parents kind of go through a rough time. My parents went through that shit, you know? It's like, it's just natural, bro, when you're in a relationship or whatever. Are you guys dating anyone? I am at the moment, yeah. You're dating someone? Yes, you want to shout her out real quick, or you just be like, nah, shit. Shout out Jaina, that's mm. my girl. Come back to this in five years, see how it aged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Drinks red cup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's water. Yeah. You sh- shout out the Pueblo Water Systems. Yes. No sponsorship. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Don't smoke a lot of weed and not be hydrated. Oh, wow. What about you, Reese? Have you seen anyone? Shit, man. I'm seeing that money, bro. I'm working two jobs right now. Um, I'm just staying focused, brother. Um, I'm on... I'm on the paper chase, um, um, this, music, and just ultimately making a brand, a brand that everybody can accept. That's, that's my woman. That's fire. Chasing the money. Yes, yeah, so shout out to my woman. Shout out to Ash Boys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, alright, so, so getting into the music you guys are making now, um, are you, are you guys working... Is Ash Boys music musical group or is it just just a it's cannabis our, group? It's what we're formally known as, not on paperwork. More or less as a, a friendship of what we built to this point, and you know, whenever people reference us, that's typically what they get the idea. But the issue is, is you know, there's a music group out there. They're you know a little bit older. They um, you know they make different kind of music, and it's not like they're you know big or known or anything like that. But they use Ash Boys as a name. So the only reason we haven't really been able to, you know, push and promote it as much as like as far as T-shirts or, you know, that would mean basically we would be having to claim it as something as a brand, which we're not really trying to do. It's more of just how we live our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when you guys are in the studio, are you guys exclusively working solo or mainly together? Oh, not at all. We're like Voltron, man. We, we separate, do some gangster shit, come back together, do some amazing shit, and then... Yeah. You know, honestly, I wouldn't even be rapping if it wasn't for him. You know, it's nothing growing up that I ever even thought about doing or, you know, I didn't think I even had the potential for just messing around in school, you know. I called him out one day and I was like, yo, you know, pick up the next line and we just kept spitting back and forth and then, uh, you know, one day after school he's like, let me show you yeah. real good about who can who could really spit yeah, and then this video up, change my mind. Cheesy, you want me to pull the video no, up? No, no, no. Got the video? From the first night that I went over and he spit for me. Like seventh grade? It, no, it would have been junior year. Oh, damn. Yeah, his dreads were pretty short and, uh, you know, vocals are interesting. But, uh, you know, I was, at first I was like, this guy's crazy, you know. This guy's going to be somebody someday. And, you know, I kind of want to help support him. You know, I want to help him get to that point and help him make it, regardless of what ends up happening with our friendship. You know, I, I genuinely believe that he deserves everything that he gets as far as his success regardless of what I get it's not really about me as far as what I think about at that time you know it was more or less just you know you come from a difficult situation and I want to be able to help as much as I can to get you to where you need to be because you know growing up for me it wasn't something that you know I didn't really have a difficult lifestyle it really kind of you know changed me to see, you know, the things that he struggled for versus what I struggled for, you know. You know, he'd wake up stressing about things that I never even thought that I'd have to worry about in my life, just different lifestyles on the opposite side of a coin. And I think that's really what made our friendship different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I guess, yeah, that was really what started it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when it when it comes to, like, I guess when it comes to, like, you making music with him um who are your other inspirations outside of you know outside of Greece or whatever um you know I've always loved listening to Logic you know 
I love Logic. I love uh, get Logic vibes. You know, I had a friend way back in uh, high school. He put me on Chris Webby. I remember the first song I heard was Skyline. I was like, holy shit, you know, this is hard, you know. Um, I listened to a lot of Mac Miller, a little bit of J. Cole and some Russ. Um, I love Lupe Fiesco, you know. He's one of the, I think, most real artists Wait, How did you there. just pronounce his name, though? Lupe Fiesco. I don't think that's how you say his Fiasco? name. <laughs> I don't even know. My apologies, but... Uh, Lupe, I think it was, if I'm wrong, fucking say in the comments, Lupe Fiasco. Fiasco. No, I think you're right. I'm just, you know, I'm just chilling a little bit. But, uh, you know, I love I his music, saying. you know. I think he is. A lot of good music. I, I guess recently he started uh, being a professor at MIT for rap. He teaches rap at MIT. Really? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Imagine going to college for rap. Yeah. You know, that'd be sick. Yeah, I wonder what kind of students are taking a rap class, though, because, like, like, the best rappers probably don't go to college. That's a good point, you know. You know, unless it's, like, who, who like, Ashton Roth. He's like, I love college type shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what college, what rappers went to college, but... Megan Thee Stallion, I saw she graduated recently. Yeah. Actually, uh, quite a few rappers are starting to get uh, degrees, which is fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. I think, was it Jack Harlow that got his? Walker Maybe I'm Walker, wrong. That's yeah. why you got a KFC sandwich. Me? Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah, no. That's a day shit. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty cool, you know. Having your own day, too, in your own state as an artist. I mm-hmm. feel like that'd be really cool. Who would? He's a Jack Harlow day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I mean, crazy. I saw Kodak Day was just happening the other day. I can't imagine having a day after you. Like, I mean, who do you guys think up. is going to be the first Colorado artist with a day? Uh, anybody truly deserves it. It's Black Pegasus. I agree with that. Black Pegasus puts everybody on in Colorado, and if anybody denies that, I feel like even with all this like uh, anti-gay rhetoric. And like anti anti vaccine rhetoric, he's all transphobia is he's not, kind of the way to go. <laughs> no, I don't think he's transphobe. He, I think he's more worried about how it gets, you know. He knows that pressed onto people rather than yes. actually having an issue with it. He believes in freedom. Shout out to Black Pegasus because he stands for people's freedom. He doesn't care what people do. I love Black Pegasus because of what he stands for. Yeah, um, if anybody deserves to have that, is because he stands for the people. He's not really choosing a side. He's he stands for everyone deserves to have their decision. You know, if you want to do what you want to do, do it. I mean, yeah, but when you're kind of pushing Instagram clips and YouTube videos of you going up to people like, "What do you think of a man in women swimming?" It's like, bro, come on, calm okay. down. Like, it ain't that serious. I can see how people get frustrated, but ultimately, I mean, it's it's. The way the world is these days. Like, let's be honest. If you worked all your life to be okay, you worked all your life to do the sport. You're the best at what you do, you know. And we can agree that our body. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I have no specific outlook on this, but you know, like I mean, I can see where people's frustration is. You know, like I mean, on both sides, on both sides. You I know? mean, who gives a fuck? I think like. And that's and that's. You know, speaking of that though, I thought Delilah was in your comments. About a post was, that you posted. I, I was kind of hoping... Yeah, you should clear that up a little bit. Okay, Speak on that. Okay, that up. Okay, so... I made the post. Did you see the post? I saw the post. Okay, so if you saw the post. Now, when I made the post, the post was more about... Right now, I feel like our children have no... There's no reason for our kids to have to make the adult decision at a young Are you closer to the mic? Our kids shouldn't have to make the adult decision to decide what, what politic they take. 
This isn't about genders. And that's, I feel like, I delivered the message in the wrong way. I didn't make the design, by the way. The yeah. design is, I feel like, is what pissed people it's off. It's a viral design. So, yeah. So, me personally, I just feel like the kids these days is, are being targeted in the world with politics, with media, you know, with what they see on the phone. First thing you pull up on TikTok is, you know, some toxic shit that kids shouldn't see. That is early exposure that causes kids to just jump into things. You know, I just don't want kids to make mistakes early being, you know, being exposed to things. Like, as a kid, when people are smoking weed in the room, they tell you, go in the other room, you're not supposed to be around this. What is that big grown folks business? You know, like, I mean, I feel like there's an age and time for it. And that's everything that's included with the weed in general. I stand on that with the weed, too. You know, there's a time for everything. I mean, health-wise, you shouldn't smoke around children just because yes. health-wise anyway. Yes. You know, it's nothing should be pushed on the kids in politics. I've seen parents push being a Democrat or um, Republican on their kids. And it's like, I feel like kids shouldn't have to make that decision. As they grow up, kids grow up to be different than their parents. It's just a proven fact in psychology, you know? Same things, same character traits, same habits. But when it comes to that, you know, some kids decide to take, make a different change. I'm the example. I'm a completely different person outside of my family, you know? And, like, I mean, I don't even have a political view. I look at it as more like we all need to have our right to be who we want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Now, the comments, that's a whole different story. Though. Okay, yeah, go off the So, I, did, I saw a pissed... Um, Two, I would assume, of my fans off, you know. This wasn't Delilah. I, I didn't even know Delilah was following Shout out to Delilah. Uh, shout out to Delilah. Me and her cleared it up, by the way. I'm not sure if she told you that, but... Um, we, she did. Okay. So, I see the comments. Two people was like, one was like, this is humiliating. One of them was like, dead. They're, they're pissed. So, I mean, and I said, I you know, basically apologizing, explaining my meaning of it, and saying I have nothing against them. It's all love around, you know. And like, I mean, not saying, you know, like, I don't think I'm wrong. And they just was like, well, what do you mean protect the kids? Protect the kids from what? And at that at that point, I seen, like I said, I'm working two jobs. So I'm, I'm working my second job and loading this truck. And I'm like, okay, I have two choices. I can respond and turn this to more of an argument. Or I can leave it at what I had said. It's all love. I have nothing against anybody. Whatsoever. Or delete it. I did delete it. And I had spoke to Delilah about that. It wasn't because, you know, like, I mean, she said I need to take accountability. I take accountability for the fact that I delivered a message in the wrong way maybe i didn't mean it that way but someone else took it the wrong way so i respect that and you know the other two folks in the comments were trying to make it seem like and i'm not going to say specific individual but they were trying to make it seem like i was um how can i say i was just ignoring the fact that people were irritated and i'm not seeing the fact and that was besides the point that was not totally not the case the way that i looked at it was if it's just like media you make sure you let them know like it's all love this you know, I saw I'll take it down. Delilah was like, if he really means peace, he'll take it down. And at that very moment, I was like, you know what? Someone's talking some sense here. You know, like, I mean, I respect that. I, she said, you, you're, she can't he see he's pissing people off. And I said, you know what? If this is going to irritate people that way, even though I felt a different, you know, a different interpretation of it, I'm going to take it out of respect for the folks that don't like it, you know? And the people in the comments went on their stories and was like, He's an, he's anti-phobe, da 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 da. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't went and screen. They didn't screenshot the comment of saying, "Hey, it's all love. I'm sorry I misinterpreted the situation, and I'm sorry I delivered it the wrong way." You know. And if we pull up the um, conversation between me and Delilah, it was me explaining like, "Hey, I apologize. I highly value your opinion." You know. So 
as as far as my responsibility, I take full accountability for posting something that was misinterpreted. That's not my intention, you know. And what those other folks were trying to make it seem like, I just blocked them on my page because they don't know who I am truly. The people that were defending me in those comments, they knew. I'm not a negative person. My thing is fuck the bitch ass niggas. You are perfect the way you are. Doesn't matter what anybody has to say to you. Yeah. As long as you shout out to trans folks. But um, you know, that's like the good thing about um. You know, being an artist like um, like you were talking about logic. Yeah. You don't hear really logic's opinion on anything. You don't like he doesn't really tweet about like like what's an artist that tweets very constantly. Maybe like um, mm. I feel like Wiz tweets a lot. You know, he's always saying something about rolling up or start the day with the joint, something like that. <laughs> kind of his voice and his opinion for the most part. But yeah, you know, I don't really use Twitter, so I'm not really up to that. Yeah. Oh, maybe like tweeting is just like kind of like a like a figure of speech, but you know, like someone who's voices their opinion online, an artist that doesn't do that, maybe like a weekend, Playboy Cardi, Drake, you know, that's kind of you know, I'm sure they have fucking crazy ass opinions. You know, rappers are pretty conservative most of the time. Rappers are like, I want my guns and I want my bitches to stay in line. Basically, like it's it's pretty pretty generic, you know. So like, they just don't share that shit online. I feel like, you know, you're probably not unique for that view, but um, that view is just one to to stir up controversy online, and uh, it's kind of like Boosie Badass maybe would be a good comparison. Like Boosie Bad, what which one is this one? Uh, number two. This is the original Fruit Punch, or at least the genetic lineup of it. All right, number two. That was really good. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, but fucking, yeah, shout out to the trans homies, shout out to the gay homies, yeah, all that shout shit. Shout out to the whole LGBTQ, for real, like, I hope I didn't, I really did not mean to offend you guys' community, I love y'all just as much as y'all make an impact on the community, I feel like it's very well needed that people need to stop being judgmental. You know, and like I mean, my, my only thing was let's protect the kids. I know that's what you guys are for as well. So let's keep the kids away from the politics. That's all I meant by it. Yeah, but um, you know, back to Black P or whatever. Yeah, Black P definitely is very influential in uh. uh I don't I don't know about Northern hip hop, but I think like Southern Colorado hip hop, he's pretty influential in it. I don't know how much of a hand he, he plays up there. Okay, but, um, if we're going to put it in perspective like that, and if you really want to put it in perspective like that on a mainstream level, who's really, who? Trev Rich. Trev Rich. Trev Rich is the OG of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Very well recognized. You know, a lot of the songs that people know of today is written by Trev Rich. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if anybody, there's two people in this, out of the state that deserves that, Trev Rich or Black Pegasus. You know, the only reason why I say Black Pegasus is not the only reason. There's many reasons, a matter of fact. You know, but just the main primary reason is how many artists he's given opportunity to. Whether it was at the beginning of their careers, whether it was, you know, just advice. He's always been a helping hand. I've never seen Black P be somebody that's out to get anybody. He's always been giving people opportunity. It's up to you how you take the opportunity. And I feel like a lot of people didn't handle the opportunity the right way. So, yeah. 
Totally. Yeah, but he's just OG. Fuck, he's underappreciated in the rap world, I feel like. Minus the politics, because I know that can definitely piss people off. Politics is touchy. In the music world, though, I feel like he's, he's put a lot of people on. All of the big people right now that are popping, they went through P at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I feel like, uh, maybe some folks, but you know, I feel like the majority of had to go through Black P at some point in time. He's Master Shifu. Yeah, hell yeah. You gotta go through a Black P. Black P, man. You know what? Never mind. So, what do you think about that one? Before I start rolling to this next I, one, I like this one. This one's tasty. It's that's what it was bred for. I wanted it to be tasty for the smoker to be able to enjoy the smoke, but it gave you a nice high. Yeah, this one's very tasty. Tastier than that one, I think. Um, this is focused on flavor, not punchiness. I enjoy it. I like it. All right. I like it more than the first one. Bet, bet. All right. So number two. Right, while we're doing that, I'm just gonna open up that window because it's starting to get fucking smoked out as fuck. This is the number one. This is the Beach Vibes. If you want to smell this one again, I call this one Sad Apples. This motherfucker is nice. Sour apples. Oh, yeah. Has that pez to it. Mm-hmm. That smells really good. Yeah. It's really sticky too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sour apples. Sour apples. All right, so um, back on track. All right, so uh, you guys have any um, music or albums that you're working on right now? I got about um. It's probably like, what, five or six, maybe seven songs with him that are, you know, just both back and forth on these tracks that I'm working on as a project together. Um, you know, shout out Zach J. Got him working on some cover art for it right now. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to finish mastering it. You know, I own the beats at this point. It's just as far as, you know, getting those levels right and the vocals put into place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that should be coming out pretty soon, hopefully. You know, maybe about here in about two months I plan to release it. So, Go ahead, you uh, got a title? I do not yet, you know. Um, I had some ideas in mind, but I'm still kind of playing around with what I really want it to be because, you know, um, some of the music can kind of, uh, you know, depending on how I organize the set list of it, it can be kind of confusing. Can you give me an idea for a title? Uh, what was the one I told you the other day? Trials of trials Tribulation of or something like that. You know, it's kind of what I was thinking, just a series of events of things that I've started rapping with. Trials of Tribulations? Yeah, I said it wrong, you know. Or tribulations. I said Tribulations, but yeah, Tribulations. Yeah. Trials of Tribulations. Yes, okay. sir. Nice. So that is smelling yeah. spots broken down. Let's see. Better do a line of weed for all the fucking non-legal states. This is how you smoke weed out there, guys. Yes, you line it up. Wow. <clears throat> that smells really good. Yeah. I can't wait to do a line of that later. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't bust out these ones. I forgot. Those are E13, E14. These are the wow factors. Hold up. That's the big jar, ladies and gents. But uh, This is uh, what we're growing this year, just E13. Yes, this is what we selected to run this year. Go ahead and 
Oh yeah. It's pretty sticky. Yeah. Has a little bit of a weight to it. Oh yeah. Seems a little bit more fickle. I like it. Yeah, this one's uh it's pretty strong. It has a good bend. Yeah. I well, could like bend outside, it. Outside they're outside is more usually stemmy a little bit just because it has to stretch for the sun, but Yeah, I like it. That one. Uh, let's see. What's that one called? E13? Uh, E13. What does E stand for? Exotic. Exotic. So the only reason we call it exotic is because it's so different from all the other phenos that we've been doing from the same This plant. one smokes nice. So they got that Zaza. You take that off. That heat in the high got me over here on That's pretty hot in general. Yeah, man. Well, dude, Carl, was going to be ridiculous. I'll turn the air conditioner back on in a bit. You're good, brother. So yeah, this... one down lower for a minute. It's ridiculously hot right now. This one looks really, like, por porousy. Like, you could, like, st extend it, like, stretch it for a while. Yeah. Like a sponge or some shit. Hell yeah. So, um, what about you? Are you working on any uh, music or albums or anything? Yes. So, I have Southside coming out next month, um, the 8th. It'll be on a Friday. That's um, the one we listen to? No. Oh. That'll come out till next year. Oh. Um, let me see. Damn, we got that exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. Some shit we're working on, man. Don't know the name yet. <clears throat> but, um, Southside next month, the 8th. July 8th, um, yeah, my first new project of the year, we're back at it, you know, Grandpa beat cancer, so fuck cancer, everybody that has Amen. been a victim of cancer, my prayers, I love y'all so much, you got this, keep fighting, and fuck cancer, that's the fucking way, fuck cancer, because that shit's some fuck shit, and you can beat it, if you're going through it, you got this, it's on the mind, you got this, my prayers, Facts. so... Grandpa beat the cancer, so it's time to jump back in the game head first. Yeah, it's time to start rolling. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, are you guys exclusively releasing projects, not singles? Uh, we do all of it, man. Yeah. It just depends on the occasion. So how many singles are you dropping upcoming to Southside? Um, I've dropped two, so Stunner Flow and Bring It Back. Actually, you previewed one of them on the song review. Hmm. You were like, um, this beat fly, no Vaseline, girl, what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? So, now that we get to explain that, Vaseline, people in the African-American community use Vaseline to, you know, fly up their hairline, keep that shit slick, you know, it's like, I mean, and also, in the ghetto community, you know, motherfuckers put Vaseline, fucking lemon juice on the razor and cut your ass, and the Vaseline fucking real quick, so, just fly like Vaseline, you know, slick. So fucking quick, smooth, you know, ain't no, and then bad, just smooth. It's beat fly, no Vaseline. It's a bit just smooth as shit. So they'll put it on a razor and cut you? Yes. So like in jail? Put, yes. So like if you put Vaseline on a razor, it's just, it, it fucking fucks you up. <laughs> you ever heard of a Glock Dookie? I, dude, I just fucking heard of that. What the fuck is that, dude? I've been watching, so it's like, it's like a prison thing, I guess. Like they'll put a bunch of poop and piss and cum and, and shit. 
in a water bottle and they'll uh run up to you and be like give me all your give me all your commentary and it's like a bottle of shit piss and cum like right in your face so like you got to give them your soup so you're gonna get a bunch of poop in your eyeballs i'd be so pissed yeah that's that shit that a nigga get poked up for (laughs) i think um you know my my deep research in a prison prison terminology when you get any um human human liquid i guess like human liquid in any orifice they have to file a rape rape case so even if they just like spit in your like eye or like butt or something like they spit on your butt like that's a rape case so like they'll call your family and be like Mm -hmm. you know your loved one so and so has a rape case open so you know your girlfriend and mom and think will be thinking like damn my baby daddy just got raped in prison so like if, if you get a glock dookie i think that's like like, it's like you got raped everyone will think I don't know Damn. yeah what I heard is um, they'll knock you out and then they'll poop they'll spit in your butt the fuck yeah so when they when you catch a fade in prison when they knock you out they spit in your butt so that you're embarrassed and you get their rape case and like you're more embarrassed you know no, that's, that's a good reason why you stay out of prison kids yeah stay out of prison stay out of prison yeah don't spit in people's butts mhm so, this one is, fuck, I forgot which one this one was, actually. This was the number one. Number one, I just, this was number two. Over here, I got them separated. Okay. I'm gonna get confused. <laughs> See, that panic attack is starting to kick in. <laughs> This one's kind of peppery. Not as good as the second one, but it's... I like Which it. Which one is this? Number one. I also kind of fucked up the roll, so it might be peppery too, because the way I rolled it, but... You could roll it, and it could be peppery, because how you roll it? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Roll it too loose. It hits at a higher temperature. There's a perfect temperature to roll it. Manufacturer. Um, what's it called? Uh, manufacturer default, I guess. Yeah. Alright, time for the next one. Yeah, I like that one. I like I like the second one better over here. This one's better. Okay. Um. All right. So, some water. Yeah, it's a smoked out. It's crazy. Right. All right. So um. I gotta keep rolling. Keep it going. All right. So back onto the important stuff. All right, so have you guys heard of uh, Lil Mac Diddy? I've not. Lil Mac Diddy, he's uh, supposedly the hardest artist, hardest artist coming out of the Springs right now. Really? Play something. Well, I mean, I I don't have access to my phone or anything, but oh, okay. um, you know, Lil Mac Diddy. Uh, hmm. I, I guess. I don't know. I I I I'm familiar with him just because I keep in I keep pretty in touch with Colorado and Rocky Mountain uh, music and shit, Mile High Minute or whatever. But damn, wish you guys would have knew about him. So, who do, who do you guys think is gonna be the first artist to blow up out of the Springs or Colorado? Oh uh, shit, there's a couple of men that have potential, so it's kind of tough. Not first. Who's gonna be the first? 
You know, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really listen to a lot of local artists as much. You know, Ooh. you know that's that's my bad. I do. It's just my problem with. I just don't want to pick because here's the thing, man. There's so much potential here in Colorado. It's ridiculous. Like Colorado has some amazing talent. It really does. I feel like a lot of artists. The only problem with a lot of artists is the persona that they try to give off. And that's a lot of people's downfall. You know, my, my whole initiative is, you know, I want people to fuck with me as a person before they fuck with my movement. You yeah. Know, you got to be able to fuck with me and connect with me as a human being before we can even connect as fans. Because that's what makes us a fan, is that we support each other. I support you emotionally, you support me emotionally. You know, you listen to my, my outlet, like you said, our outlet. You're our ear, you're our therapist. You're the ones that give us the... The happy that we get when we see those comments, you know, the shit's fire, you know, the shit's hard, keep going, we fuck with that last project, people that buy tickets, you know, that is what gets us going on the outlet, you know, when you go to a therapist and you get all of your um, frustrations out, it's almost how it feels, it's like a, it's like a renew, it's just, you know, I feel like it, when you're on a personal level, beyond the music, it's, it's more of a spiritual experience. You know, one thing me and him stand on is when you get on that stage, you gotta be mindful of what energy you're giving to these people. What are you giving to these people? Because you know they're gonna leave with that energy. You know, so it's at the end of the day, like you wanna bring that energy that's gonna uplift people, you know, it's gonna set positive emotions in the world, not negative emotions, you know. By all means, you know, we're gonna rap about some crazy shit every now and then. You know, you gotta have your fun. Yin yang, you got the good and the bad. But for all in all, though, you know, I feel like Colorado has a lot of potential, so you can just pick one person. You just danced around that question so well. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just... I need a name. Who's going to okay. be the first artist to, glow up, to go up out of Colorado? already happened i can name like three maybe probably like i name like well, troy good what do you think of him okay troy good is an amazing artist so i can see troy blowing up for sure you know like, i mean i can see him blowing up it's just fish there's a lot of factors that come into that you, you guys fuck with his music yeah i heard yeah. one of his songs and i was like this shit's pretty hard which yeah. one uh something like bitch i'm a dog or some shit like mm. that dog. i thought that was pretty uh yeah, 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 i thought that, that was cool. pretty hard um summer tings was Video the thing that i started fucking with him but um i don't know man i just i feel like there's a lot of things that you gotta on my checklist because i'm truly a fan of the art of music before a public figure you know what i'm saying like i feel like what, what you have to offer the community and what are you bringing you know in the long run of things how people look at you how do people fuck with you? What are people's attitudes about you when you're out the room? What do you hear? What do people hear about you when you leave the room? And that goes for all boards of an artist, you know? So, like, I mean, I don't know any of these artists personally for me to say they're going to blow up because I feel like in order for you to blow up, people got to know who the fuck you are as a person. Like, before the state's going to vouch for you as as a fan base, you know, like, for example, was Khalifa with Pittsburgh. Dad gets to know who the fuck he was first before... They jumped on the whole wave of Taylor Gang, Black and Yellow. They want to know who he was. So I just felt like um, <clears throat> for me to give a name would be false. Because I don't know any of these artists on a personal level to give a scale of where I think things are going. Now, if you ask me from a per public point of view, Troy is fucking soaring. Troy is 
popping shit like it's no other. You know, there's a couple other folks that are really doing good too. Who name them? You know, I think Vet Life's doing pretty yes. good. Who? Vet Life. Vet Life. Shout out Vet Life. Shout out Vet Life. Their new album, Better Days, sh- fucking cold, straight classic, timeless project. Um, shout out to Big Mac. Big Mac has been on the fucking roll the past year. Big Mac. You know, shout out to Big Mac. You know, bless the Mexican my album. guy. Yes. Okay, because there's a Big Brother Mac. Yeah, Big like Brother Mac. Fun. Shout out to Big Brother like Mac a white as guy. well. They both are dope individuals. Um, I've had had. Don't want to get confused. Yeah, man. They, yeah, they're both dope individuals. You know, but Big Mac. It's just a few people. You know, and I mean a few people that I can really say that are, are fucking sick that have the potential. But Big Mac is hot right now. Big Mac is like on fire. You know? Oh fuck! Can't forget him, Ian Taylor. Shout out to Ian Taylor, Ian fucking Taylor. You know shout what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Oceans. You know it's. Th- that's why I said, man. There's too many people to you know. It's when it comes to things like that, I don't want to leave anybody out because at the end of the day, I feel like we all got something to say. If we look at it as who's the best, who's gonna blow first, I feel like that's that's gonna kill the culture. I feel like we need to work as a collective to paint this picture for Colorado for what it is. You know, I feel like we need to work together. Because I'll be honest with Good you, point. I've reached out with a lot of artists, you know. My thing right now is networking with as many people as possible. And you'd be surprised how many artists have acted too good to do a track, you know. Mm-hmm. I've sent them a track and I'll get back to you, don't get back. You know, they think they're too good, you know, or they, their persona changes getting on stage. They get the first show and it's just fucking huge. And, you know, they forget that they're just like everybody else, you know. It's like, I mean, it's... There's a yeah. lot to it. You know, yeah, going off that point, you know, I'll see, uh, you know, I'll see uh, outlets. You know, I don't want to say Street Champs is inspiring anyone, you know. I don't want to say inspiring anyone. Inspiring us? I don't want to say Street Champs inspired anyone to do a podcast, you know. Hey, A1. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding. All love. But, um, you know, it's uh, when people start charging for an interviews, it's like where's your heart is your heart and talking to the artist and like same thing with the features you know yeah it's exactly like relationship building or is it um if i brought up cash app monetary product to do it and what was that i said if we brought up cash app they'd be more necessary to do it it's more in their likings and that's where like i said it's not love yeah yeah you know um it's kind of it's kind of just like uh how much do you believe in yourself in, tr- in truly the end and uh i'll i mean i don't know if i could say this i don't know if you could say this about yourself but like i i could say this about myself i i believe in myself so i'll never charge anyone for an interview you know like this is just you love it I, yeah we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> if i didn't believe in this conversation actually like people watching it mm-hmm. you know and you have faith in what you do and what you love and that's where i feel like that's what's important about it yes mm-hmm Yes, and if we all do that together, I think there's a, it's called Colorful Colorado for a reason. We got a lot of colors to paint for this state. We really do, you know. I just feel like we got to reunite ourselves <clears throat> instead of trying to prove a point to each other. Whose numbers are higher? You know, who's going to blow first? I feel like we could really, if, if you really pay attention to Colorado, Colorado doesn't have a big local f- noise. You know, it really don't. It's starting to. Colorado doesn't have that fucking noise like that. It's known for big shows, for big people, national artists. But I feel like it's because everyone is just so ego-driven. 
to not want to help each other amongst each other. They're scared to repost each other because they're like, oh, well, you know, people want to compare their ticket sales to each other. People want to, oh, well, my project's doing better. You know, like, I mean, it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, let's get each other up there. Because you know what? At the end of the day, people are going to notice that Colorado has something to say. You know, there's, there's so much fucking talent here. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. And people need to start reuniting together as a group, smoke a fucking joint together, you know, and make some dope-ass music. Stop charging. You know, this shit should not be... A, I get it, you know, supporting a homie. I really do. But are you really going to let money and the drive of the ego to feel like you made as an artist prevent you from making beautiful music that the community needs? Because mm-hmm. when a person is down and out and they need to go smoke their joint on their lunch break because their boss done pissed them the fuck off, they're going to rely on that music. It's not fair to the fans, it's fair to the people, and fair to the music in general to deprive them of it because you feel like you need to charge because you think you're somebody. At the end of the day, we're nobody in this world. We're all the same people, same level, same level of respect. And if you keep that and you understand that, it'll, yeah, someone's having fun. Um, ultimately, just not forget that this is a culture. It's a culture beyond all of us. It's been around, you know. We gotta respect what it's really meant for. You know, we need to be unity. You know, it's it's not about who's first, who's who's better. You know, it's it's about what we can make together. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, so you know, when it comes to uh, working with people, who are you working with right now? What uh, what artists are you working with? So I am working with Big Mac. Mixed by Blitz, shout out to Blitz, best engineer in the box state. <clears throat> Black Pegasus, I'm currently about to reach out to Ian Taylor. We've talked before about doing the track. I just, my bad on that. My bad, bro. I know. I'm fucked up. Um, let me see. I plan to reach out to, um, plan to reach out to Troy eventually. I want to get him on the album. I really do. But, um, just, I like to let things na- happen naturally. Um, and Zach, we've, Shout out to Zach. We've we've gotten one in the hole. We're gonna get another one in the hole. But you know, we, I'm open to work with anybody. If you make good music, let's make it. You know, this isn't about anything else but making some amazing music that person's gonna feel good to and inspire the community for someone that's trying to do the same thing that we're doing. Following our dreams, show people that it's possible. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um. Is there any more topics that you guys definitely want to get off your chest before we just, like, stop? Um, <clears throat> honestly, like, I mean, shit, as long as you're okay with us promo, I mean... Yeah, obviously, we have the promo at the end right before we yeah, cut it. Um, honestly, we just want the world to stay positive before we get into the promo side. Stay positive, you know, my thing Be yourself. Is, be yourself. Fuck the bitch-ass niggas. Be trans. Be what you want to be be whoever you you are yes because whoever you are you are perfect the way you are my motto is fuck the bitch ass niggas because you know what it's no one's place to tell you who you are and where to change there's always room for improvement but you know what that's within yourself to decide when you want to improve so our message would be you know what be yourself don't put a facade you know be understanding be open minded just because some things don't make sense to you might you know just don't be closed minded to other people's world because it's not just about your world it's about the world around us and as us together we create that so let's keep the positive energy flowing and 
fuck the bitch ass niggas, you know, anybody that don't support you, they don't support you, fuck them, they don't believe in you, fuck them, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they, they despise you, fuck them, you know, they judge you, fuck them, doesn't matter what it is, if they ain't fucking with you to make you better, fuck them, they're a bitch ass nigga, so, stay real to yourself, you know what, at the end of the day, it's all that matters, God has a plan for you, and just... Don't forget to smile, smoke some good weed. We totally didn't get through all this shit, but it's cool because we're going to smoke some more. That's a lot of weed to smoke. It is. It takes us hours to do this when it's just me and him. But, um, yeah. you got to say for me do the promo? Man, just, just love yourself, man. You know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Apologize if my voice is all scratchy. Allergy season, baby. You already know how it goes. Um, shout out to Street Champs. Shout out to everybody on the street champs putting off P-Town, you know, like, I mean, shit, we need, we need people like Derek to show what is out here, you know, defend people's opinions and put out people's opinions, because, you know, what? some people need a voice, some people are scared to talk, it comes to great people like himself and his platform to give them that platform. So, shout out to street champs, shout out to everybody that watches, shout out to everybody that supports, and... You guys are fucking amazing. Now we got some promo to do. Yeah. So, now, we mentioned the whole fuck the cancer wave, right? So, fuck cancer. We're going to start off with that. July 9th, Chris Webby, Ritz, Sticky Stone, Echo, and a couple other special guests that we ain't going to ruin. You know what I'm saying? July 9th, it's going down. Stoner Festival, Sunshine Studio. It's an outdoor event. Hit me or Dean up personally to get tickets. $35 a pop. If you're financially unstable, please let us know. We are willing to work. It's not about the money for us. It's about bringing the community out for a good time. We have a community that's willing to help you transit to the show and back. It's all about family. We're called the Ask Boys for a reason. It's a family. So hit me up, Mir Dean, at SleazyReese underscore 420. SDS underscore E-O-B-E-R-T. And we can reserve your ticket, work it out. We'd love to see you guys there. And Southside, July 8th. Southside to elaborate. Southside of Colorado. We got something to say. As a unity, Colorado got something to say. Artists, let's all unite. Let's put away the egos. Put the shit away. Together. You know what I'm saying? It's dream work. You know, teamwork makes the dream work with this we got me flipping shit, you know? But I love y'all and thank thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. We got me fucked up. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I love guys for sure. It was a pleasure having you guys. It was a good conversation. You guys have to come back. Yes, Continue sir. this conversation when it's not an interview. Just get to know you guys deeper. We're down, man. It's for a good first, time. For the first interview slash podcast, man, it's it's interesting. It'll be a memory forever. So mm. thank you. Street champs forever. Street hey. champs. All right, guys. Much love. Hey, Ash boys. All right, guys. Ash boys. Street champs. Follow us on Spotify. Apple Podcast, YouTube, all that shit. All right, peace.